I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also with ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game, to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others, as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and weekly check-ins with myself. And of course, when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows. Shop the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy New Year if you're listening to this in the new year. It's just that time of year where we reflect and think about what we want in the new year. I'm not a big New Year's resolutions person, but I am pretty big on setting mindful goals and learning the best way to frame my goals and how to actually execute them. And so I put a poll out there on the What Fulfills You Instagram asking you guys what episode you would like for a bonus episode for this week and you all or actually should say majority of you voted for setting goals for 2022 and so I'm going to be sharing with you my personal goals for the year or at least um, an overarching theme and also how I write down these goals and how I actually make a plan to execute them And I know this topic in itself can be really fun to listen to because I always love to hear how other people set their goals and just kind of the way they go about it because I think sometimes in the past, at least for me, there were certain ways I would have goals but I would never execute them. And now um, I feel like the way I have done it in the past year or so has been pretty effective and so I will share that with you guys today but before we begin um, because I didn't really get to say welcome welcome if you are brand new to the show and of course welcome back if you've been listening for a while so I guess I just want to kick off one piece of gratitude because it is the end of the year Um, this year specifically I am extremely extremely grateful for this podcast and community. I know I talk about being grateful for you guys a lot, but specifically for this year because um, 2021 was like the first full year of this podcast because I started this podcast in 2020. And um, some of you guys might even be listening from back in Young and Ambitious, which was the old podcast I had with a co-host from 2019. So I have been podcasting for a while, but the past year was the first full year. And 
in this past year specifically for what fulfills you i've been able to launch merchandise so i know some of you have the crew neck um, i know a lot of you guys have recently bought the card game and if you haven't yet please be sure to check it out it's on whatfulfillsyou.com and i know a lot of you enjoy using it as a journal prompt or just playing it for you know date night in game night with friends um, I personally am just so obsessed with the card game and it's something I have worked on for a while. And then of course the daily journal, which launched in April. And so it's just crazy to look back and see that all three products launched this year. And of course this year was also the first year I started getting some ad sponsors and all of that. And so I guess for me, I want to share not only that I'm extremely grateful to have you guys listening and supporting this show and giving me feedback, both positive and critical feedback, all of that, because all of it is truly very helpful for me. But I also want to just add that for those of you who are working on something for yourself, whether that's your own podcast or maybe something you're doing as a freelancer or whatever you are pursuing out there on top of your day-to-day, you know, schedule, including school or work or whatever, just know that it does take a while. And my best advice there is you just have to stay consistent. And I think that consistency is the hardest part, especially when it's a slow build. But just like anything in life with relationships or as you're climbing towards being your best self, it takes time to get there and nothing is overnight. And I know so many people say that, especially for those who have quote unquote made it, but that is honestly the truth. And I'm only, you know, about two years in. And so I can definitely say that just staying consistent and doing something that you naturally enjoy, almost like a hobby, you know, that's my best advice for any of you guys trying to pursue something but you're feeling in a rut um, around getting results and all of that. So to dive into setting 2022 goals, um, I guess the first thing I will say is that I try to focus on a specific area of my life that I want to improve on and want to have a significant impact on. And that is something I highly advise, even though, of course, I believe in being well-rounded and working on all parts of yourself. I think we all know that one specific area of our life that we do need to hone down on a little bit more than the other, right? I would say 2020 was the year that I was really focused on my physical health and also just kind of enjoying and thriving in my corporate career. At the time, I had no strong interest in um well I, I did but not like necessarily for that year in leaving my corporate job and becoming a full-time entrepreneur I didn't have that goal in mind my goal was actually a lot about maybe around losing weight a little bit being a lot stronger and healthier and so that was my focus for 2020 and I definitely got those results and I'm just extremely happy about that because it built my confidence specifically in that area And then 2021 was definitely a career-focused year for me where I wanted to expand the podcast. I wanted to launch merchandise. I wanted to be able to connect with you guys more and provide more than just a conversation on the show. And that's why I had specifically put my energy on building out the podcast and really 
being able to create a foundation so that I could do this long term because again like I said it is something that I have to do consistently I have to show up every week and I can only see the results over time and so speaking of this year I will say because I am 24 now I'm turning 25 in February which is crazy because that means four years ago I turned 21 and that was an exciting year but um, yeah in February I'm turning 25 and I do live in New York City now no longer in LA and so as I was thinking about what I wanted to focus on for this year it truly did actually come down to a mixture of career and kind of um, expanding on it but more so on the financial aspect And, and I'm gonna be transparent about this you know I think as women, but especially our age and our generation, we don't really talk about money that much and we don't talk about finances and our financial goals and how to save, how to spend even and and Roth IRAs and 401ks and investing and crypto and all of that, right? And again, that's like getting a little too niche in the finance aspect. But for me, because I live alone in New York City And living alone has always been a big priority for me because even if you listened all the way back to Young and Ambitious, back then I did mention just some of my hurdles with roommates and I unfortunately never had a smooth roommate situation because I was always the most clean, I was always the most organized and cared about safety the most and all of that. And so when you are that person, you kind of get the bad end of the stick because then that means your roommates are more often less careful about certain things and then it's just like not a healthy environment so that is a top priority for me so now I'm backtracking as to why my goals are around finance it's because my top goal top priority and top need um, at least on the personal side is being able to afford to live by myself in a, you know, nice, healthy apartment building and specifically in Manhattan, New York. And so I take that and I go, okay, what does it cost to do that, right? Or what is the the cost range? And from there, I'm aware what it costs. And fortunately, when I moved here, my cost of living in LA to New York in terms of my rent was actually exactly the same to the dollar, which is extremely rare. That does not usually happen. Um, It just happened to be just the way it worked out. So that was nice because then I didn't have like an impact on the change in rent. But I did downsize to a studio compared to a one bedroom I had back in LA. But I'm aware though my the price I got here and for like the building I'm in and if you see photos I post about my apartment I do have a gorgeous view of the world one world trade center but I did get like um you know two months free like a concession on the apartment because I did move in August which was still towards the end of their COVID pricing um as you some of you guys might know the pricing got a lot nicer during the pandemic and so I I'm aware that the cost of me living alone may increase by the time I renew my lease or by the time I'm looking for a new apartment so I have that in mind and with that being said I created a goal of how much I 
want slash need to make by let's say like May or like the end of Q2 in order to comfortably afford to live by myself if the rent were to increase um, based on, you know, no more COVID pricing. So again, I'm taking an overarching why, which is like my purpose as to why I want to make more money. um, And I'm connecting it to why it's important to me, right? So again, living alone and having a nice space impacts my mental health and wellness a lot. And on top of that, I'm willing to do what it takes, you know, work more or whatever to be able to afford that. And again, I'm not saying you should always be working more and um, overworking, but I think especially at my age where I have the capability to put in a little more hours and maybe like get extra clients and all that kind of stuff. And I'm putting it out there that I'm willing to trade that off in order to be able to in my case, live alone and have a nice, well-decorated home living space. And again, that's just my personal priority. But of course, I know many people, including some of my friends, that would not have that um, as a priority because some of them want to live with roommates. Some of them don't care about, you know, their home as much because they don't work from home. Maybe they're always in the office. So again, it really is contingent on what your specific day-to-day life looks like and where your priorities lie but I'm showcasing that the main goal for the year comes back to a purposeful reason and I have a very concise why if that makes sense and I think when you have a concise why as to why you want to focus some goals around that theme it'll be a lot easier for you to write down a couple of goals under that theme and then breaking it down to measure it, right? So when it comes to measuring how I get there, I break it down into each month and then, of course, each quarter. But I think when you give yourself a shorter deadline, which I've mentioned before about Parkinson's Law, when you give yourself a shorter deadline to do something, you are more often more focused on that specific goal. And then also, you're more likely to accomplish that goal because you're giving yourself a shorter and urgent deadline and I think all of us know this but when we know something is really urgent we are we subconsciously feel a little bit more stressed to get it done and I think there is something actually good about putting yourself a little bit under stress in a good way right and for me like going back to earlier this year in April when I quit and left my corporate job I actually only gave myself about three weeks to leave my job from the time I decided, okay, I'm going to leave by April 30th. At that point, it was only about three, three and a half weeks left. And I actually ended up leaving one week earlier. But again, it was because I set a urgent deadline. And I did share with a few people that I was leaving. I shared with like my own inner circle. And I told them, if I don't follow through with this, I owe you money. So you got to make... When it comes to goals and it's something that you really, really care about, you have to make it where it's going to cost you something, not necessarily financially. Um, It can be anything, but you got to make it where there is a downside if you don't 
follow through and that's my best advice is that's how you kind of like implement a coach for yourself right because even for me as self-disciplined as I am or, or I like to think that I am um, I do need that uh, sense of teeny anxiety a bit of like oof shit if I don't get this done I'm gonna have to pay so and so $500 and this guy $500 and I'm gonna be out so much and um, I think our mind just goes okay can't afford to do that so gotta make this happen you know so that's my best advice on actually getting a specific goal done is making it short term lately i've been drinking magic mind almost every day before i start working for the day to help with getting into my flow state whether you are still in college or you work full-time like me i know we all have those days where it feels extremely difficult to stay focused and on task while I don't judge myself for lack of productivity, I do care about how effective I am with my time because time is precious, so why would I want to waste it? While I've been trying out Magic Mind over the past few weeks, I am genuinely shocked by not only how good it tastes, but also how well I stay focused. And if I'm being really honest, I do get distracted kind of easily. So a few key facts about Magic Mind. It is known to increase and improve productivity, especially for people like me. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus or if you're like me, you would drink it alongside because I personally love the ritual of making coffee and I just love the smell of espresso so I just can't get rid of that. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms and the best of all, it is all natural ingredients including adoptogens, matcha, and nootropics. I highly recommend you give this a try if you're already considering it. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with code FULFILL20 at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's FULFILL20 at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Enjoy! So even though I believe in making the goals short term, again, they still have the underlying why, right? So for example, my... Why is about being able to afford to live comfortably alone and just per the lifestyle I like. And I have a specific month that I would like to make a specific income by, which is around May or June, because at that time frame, I'm going to start looking at, you know, either if I'm renewing my lease or if I'm going to be looking into new apartments. And that actually might be that time frame might be earlier, earlier than needed, but again, it's better to be on the early side than to procrastinate, you know what I mean? So for me, I know, okay, by June 2022, I want to make X amount per month. Okay, so that means January, February, March, April, May, June. That is six months total what can I do in January, right? So you give yourself then in those six months, again, in my case, I'm giving myself small little goals slash milestones to hit. So for January, it would be, okay, I'm going to increase my income by X amount. And then by February, March, April, May, June, right? Then by June, it should basically show how you're going to get from A to Z and Z being that end goal. And it should show a reasonable breakdown as to how you're going to get there each month. So it could be pretty evenly proportionate or maybe one month is a little 
more heavy than the other for me I'm doing it more heavy in January and February because I want that momentum and then I can kind of cruise a little bit in March and April especially because that time frame I know myself I tend to travel um, especially because there's a lot of music events and I love music and that's a big part of my future career I want to be a part in so um, I'm already again projecting like okay this is kind of my vision now how do I break it down so I can measure that goal because I think that's the best way to look at goals too is to be able to measure it and actually figure out how to get to that specific amount. So for example, in January, let's say I'm trying to increase my income by, I don't know, $1,000 or $2,000, right? Then I can go, okay, $2,000, how are the ways you can get there for a sustainable way, right? So I would break it down into how many clients or maybe how many sales I need in my skating dress business, right, etc. So it is going to be different if you work a salary job, although if if it was around finance for you, if you're trying to increase your income, that could mean, you know, finding a new job where the salary was a specific increase for you, or it could be asking for that raise, or maybe it's simply picking up something on the side where you do make a couple hundred extra dollars a month, right? So again, it's it's different for each person, but I'm just explaining how I'm looking at it and again I can measure it because hypothetically if we're just throwing out a number let's say I'm shooting for two thousand dollars more then I can measure how many clients that would equate to or many or maybe just one client depending on what that circumstance is or maybe a specific amount of dresses or a specific amount of sales in my what fulfills you business and then same thing for February. If the increase is going to be, you know, a different amount, then I can measure it from there. And and I advise on this because if you make a goal that's, you know, not measurable, then it becomes a lot harder to figure out how you're going to get there. Because when I measure, okay, these are the amount of clients I need or these are the amount of dresses, I, I have a specific number as well, right? And the, it's never a vague amount. It's always very specific. So each day when I'm working, I know what number I'm working towards. And I say this because I do see a mistake and something I've made in the past is making a goal that has no ability to be measured because then you can't see if you actually hit that goal or you can't figure out how you get to the long-term goal, which was where I struggled with back towards the end of college and early into my post-grad career. And so now that's what I'm sharing with you guys. Make sure you can actually measure that goal and you could essentially put a number to it. And then I figured I would add to just to give some context because I do want to be transparent. Aside from wanting to live comfortably by myself and having that as like my overarching personal reason, you know, for some other things that I'm taking into consideration too, it's just that I want to be able to maintain working for myself. And I think what a lot of people don't know is there's a huge different level of stress when you're on a safe salary compared to working for yourself where you know, if certain things were taken away, that money would be gone, that income would be gone. And so for me, I always just want to ensure that I am protecting myself um, and feeling financially secure because I think finances can make us insecure in certain ways. 
Um, but then also too, something else I'm taking into consideration is when it comes to like paying for health insurance. Um, right now, I'm fortunately like still on my parents because I'm able to up until I am 26. And seeing that I am turning 25 this year, I am also planning out, okay, how am I going to afford to pay for my own health insurance because I should prepare for that. So I'm keeping in mind my expenses are going to go up, including the potential rent that I already talked about. And so with that in mind, I think about, okay, how can I bring in more income then so that I can, you know, account for these expenses? So on the other end, I did want to mention as well, the finance aspect is more of like a business slash career goal or career oriented goal, but I do recommend creating a personal goal as well. And again, it should be kind of part of your overarching theme, but I like to split my goals between career and business as well as my personal. And the personal one, some people might argue, especially for this, that you kind of can't measure it as much. But I do think you can, especially when it comes to, I think a lot of people tend to do more fitness goals um, on the personal side. So maybe it's about gaining or losing weight and that you can measure and you can put a specific amount. I think another way you can measure it, which might not be quantifiable in that aspect, but I do think um, finding a way to measure how your energy level feels each time you're doing something or you're not doing something, again, whatever you're working on, because I think personal goals is such a wide range. And my personal goal at one point um, back in the day was around losing weight. And so I did have a number to track. Um, But as well in my current personal goal, which is, I'm not really going to specify it because it's it's kind of like complicated, but it is... um, Not something you can like put a number to, but it is measurable because I'm saying I want to get half of this specific goal. And so knowing that it's half, that is something I can review and measure. And so for the first month of January, I'm looking at my goals right now in my What Fulfills You journal. Um, I did say like my, my business goal was, you know, X amount of clients because that would result in X amount of additional income and then um, my personal goal is getting half of this specific part of my life completed Um, and again that can be measured but I will say though I do include a why for both of them and I, I cannot reiterate more it's I think it's very important to have a why for both types of goals because if you don't know why you're going for it or if you don't know why you're doing it then it's just going to be a lot harder to figure out how you're going to get there and then you're going to lose sight of the goal a lot faster. So make sure these goals are meaningful to you and they make sense to you. And for me on the personal end, I just know that um, it helps kind of reduce certain insecurities for me. I wouldn't say insecurities, but that's just like the most like basic way to say it. Um, But it does honestly build my confidence overall and... Um, especially in like the personal life aspect. And so I think that's something you should acknowledge for yourself as well is if you want to create a personal goal, but you don't really know what to specifically create for yourself, I honestly recommend thinking about 
what makes you feel kind of insecure or what you know if you were able to do or able to achieve that would actually have a heavy impact on improving your confidence go with something around that because there's nothing more beautiful than being able to feel secure and confident within yourself and especially when it's something that you have been wanting to work towards for a while. Um, for me, this personal goal is something I've been wanting to work towards for a while. And I definitely think I will share it probably halfway through the year. It is around self-care and um, just kind of my overall health. And so I think those themes are always great for personal goals. But if you're ever kind of stuck on what to choose, definitely pick something that will help improve your confidence. And again, is something that you can measure somehow or if you feel like it's not actually measurable at least find a way so that you can track it per month where you can actually see the specific differences if there are any towards the goal so to recap i recommend setting two different goal themes so one for your career or at least around your career and then also a personal goal that could really reduce insecurities slash improve confidence and make sure you have a why around those themes like you know why are you doing this for your personal goal right again it could be around improving confidence and why are you doing this for your career goal? Maybe it's because this will put you in a better position to actually be in a more fulfilling position or maybe it'll um, increase your income because you do need a little bit more of that, right, etc. Um, and then from there, break it down into a specific timeline. So like I had mentioned, I have a specific number in mind that I would love and need to hit by mid to end of June. So I have that kind of as my six-month mark already. So for January, February, March, April, May, and June, I can measure each month how to get towards that specific number as well as um, for my personal goal as well, right? And it doesn't have to be like six months. It honestly should and could be like per quarter as well as to seeing like the bigger milestones. But definitely I recommend setting up specific deadlines in each month to track that goal because that will allow you to create a bigger sense of urgency and actually track progress towards that goal. But all in all, if you're not a goal person, you really don't have to feel bad about this or do any of this. This is just my recommendation and I personally don't set too many goals. Again, like I said, only two goals and I just make sure there's a theme around it and there's a big why and I don't think you should ever feel bad about having these goals or having these desires because, again, it's your life. You should choose what you want to do. And life is short, you know. There's nothing worse than looking back and wishing you did certain things or wishing you had taken certain opportunities. Always go for it because usually in the worst case scenarios, it's not that bad. And that is all for today's episode, you guys. I hope this was helpful. If it was, please be sure to send me a DM and let me know, maybe even share your goals. And I'd love to help and support in whatever way I can. Maybe you need an accountability buddy. I am happy to be there. So thank you so much for tuning in to this show for this year. I appreciate it so much. Happy New Year whenever you're listening to this. And um, as I mentioned, be sure to check out 
all of the podcast merchandise, but especially the card game, which is available at whatfulfillsyou.com. And you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10. Thank you again for tuning in. I will talk with you all in the next episode.